Hey guys, welcome to the Follow Me Podcast. I'm Allie Grant, the founder of Be Social, and my co-host is Cole Mosier. Each week, we're inviting influencers, entrepreneurs, and the digitally savvy to share their social media story. We're going to be breaking down how they've grown their business through their social footprint. So join us as we follow along on their journey. Welcome back to the Follow Me Podcast. This is Allie. I'm here with our producer, Nat. Hello. Hi, Natalie. Hi. Um, We are going to get straight into it. What was your viral moment of the week, Natalie? My viral moment of the week was I went to New York last week with my family. I got back on Wednesday, so I still need to catch up on some rest this week. But it was really fun. It was nice to unwind even though I felt like I wasn't unwinding because I walked probably 10 miles a day. But and you were blogging the whole time. Yeah. You got your blogging. one blog photo on the boat that your 12-year-old <laughs> sister took. It got dark because <laughs> she just wasn't living up to my <laughs> photographer expectations. But it's fine. I worked with it. You know, it's what real bloggers do. It looked good. It got good engagement. Thank you. Um, on the flip, what else is happening in your life? Unfollow me moment. My unfollow me is I just, when I get back from vacations, I feel like I'm not back in my rhythm until I'm like unpacked and like can clean and like go grocery shopping. And I currently have no groceries and like all those things. So I'm excited to just do all of that because then I feel like I'll be back in my rhythm. So you need a vacation from your vacation. Yeah. I always say, I feel like you need like a day after to kind of like get your life back in order. Yeah. So that's my unfollow me because I feel like my life is still just not in order yet. Oh, poor Natalie (laughs) and her vacation (laughs) struggle. It's hard going on (laughs) vacation, but everyone should do it. Yes. Um, Okay. Mine. Crazy, crazy week. Like things are going crazy here at Be Social, like in a good way, tons of growth, lots of new clients, um, really fun stuff. So exciting things for me this week. Um, we are working on another activation with H&M, which I am so excited about. Love their team. Um, we'll be showing details on all of that process, um, but it is like a winter trip with some influencers, so more to come there. Um, and then on the flip kind of stressful moment this week, we are planning a fun in-person event. Um, and we are calling it the social series. And our first one is September 18th and it is in downtown Los Angeles. We'll be posting all about it on our social media. Um, and why that's an unfollow um, moment for me is that planning an event is so stressful. Like it just like is really, really difficult. There's so many details that yeah. go into it that you just don't even right. like. Think and like about. my literal fear is like it's gonna be me in this event space and like no one there. Me and you. Brooks and me you. Me and Brooks. <laughs> I sent it to some friends. They yeah. signed up on the uh, email <laughs> inquiries. Yeah, so check our social because we'll be putting those links there. Um, and please attend because if no one's there, that'll, you know, that'll be the end of me. Um, well, I'll be there. That's all that matters. Yeah. <laughs> you and Brooks. <laughs> Um, But yeah, that's kind of what's going on in my life right now. Um, Other exciting news. So this episode is wrapping up season two. 
Um, and we are going to come back season three in September in a new and improved way. You'll hear some new voices. We're going to have a new look and feel, uh, a new format. So we're super excited. Uh, we definitely learned a lot in season two. I feel like we were way better than season one, but season three is going to be like a whole new us and we're super excited. Um, but let's get into today's guests. These girls are total podcast masters and I loved our real raw conversation with them. So let's get into it. The Almost 30 Podcast is an iTunes Top 50 podcast, a brand and community brought to life by LA-based best friends, Krista Williams and Lindsay Simsick. Wow. Hailed as the best wellness podcast to listen to right now by Covator and nominated for Best Health Podcast by iHeartRadio, Almost 30 is supported and inspired by an online and offline community centered around personal growth and empowerment. With over 8 million downloads, the podcast has reached people in over 126 countries. Their community, Almost 30 Nation, is made up of curious, conscious, and loyal listeners who gather at events hosted by Krista and Lindsay all over the world. Welcome! Thank you! I literally have to breathe. Yeah, thank you. It's so hard when you hear those, you're like... What I almost wanted saying? to put my hand over my heart like I'm pledging allegiance. <laughs> yeah. to you. I saw the word COVID tour and I was like, oh my God, it was so when you hard said to that, say. I was like, wow, she's fashionable. Because <laughs> I was like, that always trips me up. I'm like, covid <laughs> Um, <laughs> welcome. We're Thank like you. both nervous when yeah, like OG podcasters no, are in no. here. Get um, out of here. We get scared. Don't. Um, but <laughs> our friends. first question we always ask is what was your first Instagram post? Wow. My first Instagram post was a picture of... You know it so well. I literally do because I've seen it a few times. Oh, my oh, God. Look. It was a picture of... Um, I used to be cheat. a. I used to be a club There's girl. cheating occurring. I used to be a club girl. So I'd go to clubs all the time. So like, it's a picture kind of, of these certain types of bottles. It wasn't like Ace of Spades, but it was like these glow-in-the-dark bottles at a club. And that is I so the opposite of what Kristen said. I swear today. to God. That is the opposite. Like, I used to have like... I'd be at Liv and I'd have pictures of like Liv and like all these club stuff. So it was literally like a picture of bottles. Okay. I don't know. I can't confirm because I have almost 30s first Instagram posts. Oh my God, please. What is that one? I'm also interested in your first personal Instagram post. My first personal Instagram post, I believe was, (laughs) it was in New York and it was, um, a juice cleanse I was doing and it was the only only thing in my fridge and it was like all lined up. And I did that filter where like you blur out everything else except (laughs) the juice. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And I forget what the, I remember that we looked at that. Oh man. Dude, crazy. And then the next one was like, I just moved to New York and it was like my finger like touching the, the Chrysler State. building oh. or the Empire State oh, building cute. from a rooftop. <laughs> that is so dumb. <laughs> I mean, we've seen a lot, a lot worse. Yeah. Sure. And then how about your first almost 31? That wasn't even that long ago. Don't even know. Three years ago? Yeah, three um, years. Probably one of ours in those stupid outfits. Oh my God, dumb. <laughs> Our overalls. first photo shoot was... <gasps> Is it an overall picture? Yeah, <gasps> you're both wearing overalls. Wait, what do you mean? I don't yeah, even I remember that one. Buns. Yeah, ice cream buns. one, the bun. Oh my God. <laughs> so we had a few. So there was the overall, Yo. we both were wearing overalls. She had buns. I had a, one bun. One bun. <laughs> and then we had another photo shoot where we were wearing like ripped shorts and bathing suits. Oh, And gold stop. chains. Oh, and like, no. it was really bad. It, it was, was so, so bad. 
I don't know. This is us during photo shoots. We yeah. actually still do today, but we're a lot better now. We'll be like, okay, let's be chill. Let's be mm-hmm. normal. Let's be neutral. Let's be simple. Let's be <laughs> real. Girls. And we show up in clown costumes. We're like, like oh, you have a two-two-two? Like, <laughs> I'm like, I've got a cowboy hat and a sequin jacket and overalls. We're like, what can we do with this? Relatable. That's so good. So is I that when it. you started your podcast then, August 2016? Yeah, probably. I think September 1, 2016 is when we launched. Yep. So we probably started promoting, yeah, a few weeks before that. Mm-hmm. Tell us about that journey. Like, how do you guys know each other? What sparked the idea? Go. Yeah. So I, um, when I moved to LA, I was wanting to be a soul cycle instructor. So I had auditioned in New York City and you have I to audition? Yeah. yeah. Oh. It's a really hard process. Wow. It's really so you intense. have to do you have to write up this essay and they approve it. They invite you to an audition. Oh you do gosh. an audition and that's the first step in the process. Mm-hmm. So then they interview you again and then again. So it's actually really challenging. Um, but I wanted to be a soul cycle instructor. So New York, I didn't get it. I mm-hmm. was like dead set on it. I was like trying to manifest it as my career. And in New- LA, when we moved, I moved with my boyfriend just because we wanted to be in LA. Mm-hmm. I got connected to Lindsay because she was a soul cycle instructor. So she was like, this is what you should do for your audition, da, da, da. And I was like, okay. And I like, didn't do any of it. And I didn't get my audition. It's not like I didn't respect her, but I was just yeah. like, didn't get the audition, didn't get it again. But when I met her, I was like, there's something special about our connection. Mm-hmm. I felt like like a missing puzzle piece. Like mm-hmm. I was like, okay, I'm here in LA. I have this relationship now that I really want to explore. And because I had been so dead set on this career as a soul cycle instructor, I felt so lost. I was like, I did everything. Like mm-hmm. I got really in shape. I got to know everyone. I thought this was my like career. Yeah. And I even did vo- voice lessons. Mm-hmm. So I went wow. to a vocal coach to be better on the microphone at soul cycle, wow. which helped soul- me be better as a podcaster. Yeah. <laughs> but so I went through this path of, of thinking that this was for me and feeling so lost that it wasn't. And she was going through her own transitions um, in her life. And we just were like, I felt like at this age when I was 27 or something, late Mm -hmm. 20s, Mm -hmm. that I would have more answers than I did. Mm -hmm. I felt like I would know who I was going to be with for the rest of my life. I felt like I was going to know who my friends were. Like, I felt like everything was going to be set and Mm -hmm. it wasn't. Like, it really just starts and there's so many transitions. And so we were like, we should make this more of a conversation that we could involve other people and invite other people on. So that's when the idea of Almost 30 came about. Yeah, and we just basically started. You know, she mm-hmm. she came to me and one day and we were talking about doing something. We didn't know what that would look like. And she had been an avid podcast listener. Okay. And I didn't really listen to podcasts, but I have a background in, in acting and performing and all of that. So she's she asked me, do you think we could start a podcast? And I said... I don't know, but let's do it. Let's try. Like I'm, I'm always game to try new things and just be creative period. And I had this, you know, little recorder that was not, you know, janky little recorder. Like the one we have? No, 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 no. You're so much. This was like a $10 recorder. Staff on site. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. $10 recorder. And we would just record in either of our closets. We would like suffocate in the closets and just have conversations. And in the beginning, I mean, we had like these weird segments, you know, based around, you know, going from your 20s to your 30s mm-hmm. and weird shit we did in our 20s. Mm-hmm. And it was it was really fun. And yeah. a lot of those episodes, quotes, will never see the light of day because we, <laughs> it was practice time. Mm-hmm. So it was really interesting. Yeah. We just kept showing up 
multiple times a week, every single week to mm-hmm. record and practice. What we didn't know was practicing. And then we found a rhythm and we really found our voices and we found um, a loose idea of what we would want to talk about and yeah. kind of have that umbrella for us to play within, play under. Mm-hmm. And so we started to interview people. We basically asked a lot of our friends like, hey, can you pretend that you just broke up with your boyfriend? And we're like, <laughs> we're calling him for advice. You know, we, we yeah. staged some things. and But then we we invited on friends who are nutritionists mm-hmm. and, and just kind of in the vein of health and wellness, yeah. spirituality. And it just started to take shape. And then September 1, 2016, we launched. And mm-hmm. we've launched at least one episode every week since then for three years. Now we do two episodes a week. Wow. And have a team and are touring the world and have a a community, all of, yeah. a global community. And we yeah. do this full time. So, mm-hmm. What do you think is like the biggest reason for your success? Is it the content you're putting out or? I think consistency is one. You know, yeah. her saying that it's like. Well, I sympathize with people that aren't consistent with yeah. stuff. Yeah. It's it really matters. Yeah. And you guys know that in the social space. Right. You could be as creative as you want to be or as special and unique as you mm-hmm. want to be and your style could be whatever or your vision or I could be whatever, but if you're not consistent, you're going to lose. Yeah. yeah. 100%. You know, so I think that was huge for us and mm-hmm. then um our ability to just show up vulnerably and authentically, you know, just yeah is really different than like what I was experiencing as a blogger in that space. It Mm -hmm. didn't feel like for me, it was super vulnerable and authentic, or I couldn't be like that in a photo or in a post. Mm -hmm. But like when you hear a voice and you hear someone talking, it's really, you're really able to capture the essence of who they are. So I think those two things were key. And you were producing this all yourself. Until, like, what point were you like, I need to, like, get help on this and bring someone in? In the beginning, I tried for maybe a couple weeks to edit, and it was so challenging because we just didn't know. And it was it just felt like a lot of pressure, too, because this was a baby that we were just Mm -hmm. birthing. So I did uh, reach out to some creative friends who had experience editing, sort of, Mm -hmm. and they were really sweet and were able to help us for quite a while. Shout out to our sound guy, Steve Mm -hmm. at our old studio Mm -hmm. who was with us in the beginning and, and my friend Matt who helped us with editing and then came along a really incredible production team that we still work with today. They're actually based in Ohio, but they have just a really squeaky machine running out there, great media. And, and so that really helped us to be consistent because I think a lot of people get tripped up in the technical or in what they are not necessarily good at. And people wait to bring on people to help them move forward and they hold back because either they can't afford it Mm -hmm. or they just want to do it themselves. There's pride or ego involved. But from the get-go, we have been higher happy. We're like, if anyone can do it better than us, please, let's go. Because we really, I think that's why we've progressed and grown at such a rapid pace because we've been unafraid to have people help us in that way and hire people to help us. Yeah, Mm -hmm. like taking the risk, basically. Mm -hmm. Totally. Um, And you have, like, so much more than a podcast now, Mm -hmm. right? You're going on tour. Like, Mm -hmm. do you have, like, an agency working on that? Like, who puts all this stuff together for you? So we do. So we – last year we decided to go on tour – you know, we would just, we would have events in LA and they'd even be small gatherings at the beginning. And we would just see these like beautiful connections happen. These amazing conversations happen. And 
we just felt like we're so privileged to be in LA, to be in this community, and that it wasn't fair that we would be the only ones that experienced this. Mm -hmm. So we wanted to bring almost 30 and then our guests too yeah. to women all over the United States. So we're like, all right, let's do it. Like, let's go on tour. And and we did it all ourselves. We were working full-time jobs at the time. I was no. in the corporate world in digital wow. marketing. She was at Soul Cycle, And we just... Put this, it was really just like putting the cities down in place, figuring out the structure and the tickets sold themselves. But we knew that what we had was special, but it's even better in person. And like you yeah. could, the women that were, that are going through us going with, going on the almost 30 journey yeah. with us. Yeah are transitioning, they're changing, they're growing, and they're hearing about topics and conversations that they might not be exposed to living in like Ohio. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm from Ohio, so yeah. I know what it's like to grow up in a small town and not have people talk about meditation or talk about um, like even having non-binary mm -hmm. queer Mm -hmm. advocates on. Mm -hmm. So to learn all this information and then still feel like you're in the same environment with the same people can be really challenging. Yeah. So we wanted to just provide, you know, an impetus for a conversation within those communities by visiting them. So we did it all ourselves. Mm -hmm. Um, it was a lot, you know, and, and like this finding year. the venues, doing the ticketing. Mm -hmm. Were so, you scared no one would show up, or were you like, "This is in the bag"? Like we have so many. It was like we're so focused on the the doing that we yeah. didn't even worry, which is a benefit to us. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we've sold out every event that we've ever done, wow. which it's not a brag. It's more of just like sometimes we look up and see that, and, and yes, there was a lot of work that went into it, but yeah. it helps us to show up even more for mm -hmm. the next time and, yeah. and just kind of take everything in stride and know that it is so worth it for the right. people that, that show up. Um, and we've, you know, from the beginning we've had intern, you know, we had our intern Chloe who turned into our part-time employee as, you know, she manages all creative. We have cool. Tiff who has been on our team mm -hmm. since almost the beginning. Tiff mm -hmm. came to us and mm -hmm. <laughs> she kind of laid out what she saw for us before we even yeah. saw yeah. that for ourselves, cool. which was really cool. So, you know, we, we did it ourselves, but we had, we were, what we didn't know is we were building a team mm -hmm. very slowly, mm -hmm. but none of us had really any yeah. experience in putting on a tour like this. Yeah. None of us. And so. like, they weren't you know, gorgeous and amazing. Like they mm -hmm. were, they were, they were great, you know, yeah. but they weren't like, I think that's what trips a lot of people up about doing events is first of all, you know, wondering if people will come, of mm -hmm. course, like yeah. that is, I completely understand. Of like, course. No one's going to come. I literally <laughs> same to this day. Like every time I, we do anything, I'm like, yep, this is it. This is it for us. <laughs> like this is our no, last time. Yeah. But like we did it at like, we work locations, we partnered with them and yeah providing a free space. So I think that if people get creative and they really think about like what the mission is and start small, I think a lot of times people get tripped up. They see like yeah. a beautiful experience like Create and Cultivate does, yeah. which are like five star, the most gorgeous. And they're just like, oh, I can never do that. Yeah. But really we started out, the first event was in our friend's backyard. The second event was at a soul cycle. You know, mm -hmm. we really are continuing to work our way up yeah. and started small with 30 people, then went to 40. And once people see the value and see how fun and engaging they are, then they want to come. Yeah. And we've been to a lot of events and I know you have too, yes. both of you. So we really started to tune into why did we love that event? You know, if we, mm -hmm. if we mm -hmm. attended an event or why did we not like that event? And what was apparent to us was the connection. You know, if we could hold space for authentic connection, open communication and conversation around topics that maybe 
these women were really dying to open up about mm-hmm. and and learn more about, then that would be a successful event. Yes, like the sponsors are great, you know, and the food, if, you know, if we have food, it's yeah. just what is really at the core of an event that people are going to talk about and remember and yeah. want to come back for. Mm-hmm. So that is something that we always, you know, kind of hold as our foundation when we put on an event. Yeah. yeah. I think yeah, it's really cool too, like the kind of mission statement that you guys say at the beginning of mm-hmm. your podcast. Mm-hmm. Like for those that don't know, like, can you kind of tell us like mm-hmm. the what and the why mm-hmm. of Almost 30? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And are you guys, how, old, how old are you guys now? Uh, sh- are should you we go? 30? Should we do the intro? No, I'm <laughs> really do don't it. even know. Please, actually. No, I'm just going to say. Splice it in. <laughs> I couldn't even tell you. Honestly, right. we're a group this is of not the Pledge of Allegiance. <laughs> do you remember it? Um, you don't have to say it word by word. <laughs> I know, I was going to say. No, but I don't even know. Like, for me, our mission is mm. to, like, to give people the tools and insights to navigate any transition in their life, whether mm-hmm. that's through our community or through the art and yeah. interviews, that's really like what we're about. But yeah, yeah I mean, cause it's interesting too. And that's been such a beautiful thing is like, whenever I talk to people about almost 30, you know, everyone says I'm not 30, I'm not almost 30. And then we have to get over that hurdle. Yeah. yeah. Cause we're not even, we're over 30. Or what now. if you're over? Yeah. We're yeah. over 30. What we're over 30. <laughs> yeah. And life gets better over 30. Honey. Yeah. yeah. So it's like, so after getting over that, it's like, what transitions are you going through? Like, even it's crazy to think, you know, as a kid, you think your parents are your parents and they're not really people. Yeah. But now as I've gotten older, I even see my parents going through transitions mm-hmm. and I'm like, oh, this isn't it's never an ending. age thing. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. now it's become not an age thing. It's yeah. become more just like the general transitions that we always go through in right. life and that they Love never that. really end. I do remember like almost 30, though, like 27, yeah. 28, 29 being like, very crazy time for me. Like I felt so stressed and I'm like, I have to be something by 30. Like there's all this pressure. I need to be married, have kids. And I do feel like that was like a wild time for me. Yeah. Yeah, It's, it's so crazy. Like, you know, and you're comparing a lot and to people, like I always felt like I was comparing myself yeah. to people. I would, cause I moved a lot. So I was in Chicago and New York and then LA and I would compare myself to people that lived in my hometown. Yeah. Like Mm-hmm. even with friends I'm like oh they've had the same friends since they were five years old yeah. I'm like I've had a bunch of different friends I was like what's better like I'm not really sure mm-hmm. and so there's just other so many opportunities for us to to feel like we're not there yet and I think in your 20s it really hits yeah. ahead yeah and we're learning right along with them so it's not yeah. like we're talking to our audience as if we've got ha- have it all figured out mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. I think that's why People feel so comfortable listening and so comfortable meeting us or attending the events in person because it is just that. It's like we're all learning together. You don't have to be ashamed of what you might be going through. Mm -hmm. And yeah, that time, you know, late 20s, spiritually, you know, we talk about the Saturn Mm -hmm. return. So every 27, 28 years, you go through a major shift. You know, if you look at your birth chart and um, kind of how the stars and the planets align, there's a really big shift that happens that makes you look at your life and, and pinpoint what's really important to you and what you really want to focus on and perhaps want to let go and move on from. So a lot of people are, we're feeling that, are mm-hmm. feeling that. And Will that so, happen again at 50, turning 50? 50, 50, so, oh, yeah. yeah. 58 or 54. <laughs> yeah. Prepare yourself now. But it could be amazing. Sweet. You know, it could be an yeah. incredible shift. It just yeah. depends. It's like yeah. what you will need. Right. I wonder if it's aligned to menopause. <laughs> oh. You know what I mean? I bet maybe. you, I'm not I sure, think, but yeah, I wonder maybe. if it is. 
think it happens earlier, no? Yeah. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. Not either. Either. Anyway. I, I can't. Yeah, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> um, you talked about sponsors earlier. I feel like mm-hmm. a lot of people listening are curious, like, how do you make money having a podcast? Is it a lucrative career? Mm-hmm. Talk about that a little bit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, um, yeah, it's funny because I think because it's newer on the scene, people don't really understand, yeah. but there's a lot of money to be made in podcasting. Um, right now, it's just like an industry that's really booming, especially as Facebook is changing a lot of things right. with the way that they're doing advertising and targeting and, and things like that. So um, we make money, I'd say, um, 80 per, or I'd say about 70% of the money that we make is from our podcast sponsorships. Okay. And those are ads that you read yep. through your, okay. Ads that we read or maybe 60. And then the other 30% would be from, um, advertisers for tour. Okay. So event sponsorships for tour. And then the other would be like either affiliates or event speaking, something okay. like that. So it's really like with any influencer or any person that's an yeah. entrepreneur building a brand or business, you have to think about a few different ways that you're going to make income. Yeah. And I remember when I first moved to LA, I quit my job in digital marketing and was like, I'm going to blog full time. And I was mm-hmm. like, okay, I'm going to blog full time. And I didn't understand a lot of things, but yeah. I didn't understand that like as a blogger that's successful, a lot of times you have to have a lot of different streams of income going on. And with podcasting, it's, it's similar. I mean, we yeah. could just do the podcast sponsorship for sure, but we want to be more of like a media company in the future yeah. where it's like, we do experiences, we do the podcast, we do all these different things that really help us to like elevate our brand. Yeah. Um, so the way podcast sponsorship works particularly is most people would want to wait till around 5,000 downloads per episode, I yeah. guess, yeah. to figure out a sponsor. And then it's based on a CPM. Yep. Um, you could go with a network, not with a network. You're not with a network. We're not. So mm-hmm. we chose to be independent. Okay. Mm-hmm. So yeah. you handle all your negotiations. Like wow. do brands come to you? Do you reach mm-hmm. out to them? A yeah. Little bit of everything. I'd say about like probably every one of our brand sponsors have reached out to us because we just do a really good job of integrating them in the ad spot. Like we're very genuine about our ad reads. We Mm -hmm. truly mean it. We're very particular. So that's a very important part of our brand and what we do. Um, so yeah, either, but you know, if you are someone that's looking to get sponsors, you could reach out to them. You could do, um, a trade if you want it first, you know, really build that, that brand partnership. Cause most of our partners, we have five partners that are, our partners have been our, partners for like two years, mm-hmm. um, started out at a very low rate to yeah. advertise and have grown with us. So yeah. if you really show value, then they'll grow with you too. Uh, but yeah, it's been, it's been amazing. And I think the important thing that sets us apart in, in this podcasting advertising space is the, our emphasis on the relationship we have with that mm-hmm. brand. Mm-hmm. I think podcasting is growing so quickly and at networks, especially the deals are happening so quickly. And there is this space between the talent or the podcaster and the actual brands Mm -hmm. that it's really hard to develop a relationship that both sides truly, truly care about for the future. So I'm really, um, I, we're, we're so proud of that. And Chris has done a great job of that, you know, just maintaining those relationships Mm -hmm. and, you know, wanting to know what their needs are and what their goals are. We'll meet them for lunch. We'll, you know, incorporate them in really creative ways throughout our experiences and on the podcast. 
uh, and just really interested in their growth as well because their mm-hmm. growth means we grow and our right. growth means they grow. So it's it's been really fun to continue to cultivate those. Yeah. It's really cool. Mm-hmm. What would you guys say? Ooh. <laughs> 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 yeah. <laughs> what would you guys say is like your, we ask this to everyone, but like mm-hmm. your viral moment, like where you're like, oh my, this is real. We made it. Mm, I like wow. that question. What would you say? I guess the, the <laughs> thought of like, oh, we made it changes a lot. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it keeps getting bigger. But, yeah, so yeah. I, I... I had you, one. Okay, I have a, yeah, you go first because you, yours might be earlier. I don't think you're going to think it. Okay, go. I don't think you're going to get it. I don't even know if I could say the name, but... Um, we weren't, it's funny cause it's like, it was a moment and then it was like, Oh, okay. So we were nominated for something <laughs> uh-huh. that was big. And oh, yeah. then we went to this award show. Yeah. Award show. And it was like a, a zoo. It was like a shit show. We were like, what? Like, so it was this moment where it was like, Oh, we're recognized by this like global media company that works with the biggest people yeah. in the industry. We are a independent show that is not famous, that does not have a following, that has done everything on our own without a network. Yeah. And within a lot of industries, it's always like who scratches you, you scratch each other's back. Mm-hmm. So we thought it was just even more fascinating in that sense. We're like, yeah. Oh, we really did it. Like we mm-hmm. really did this on our own. And then we went to the award show and it was just like a, it was a, it was just a mess. So it was just one of those things where it was like, so we saw this thing and we're like, I'll tell you later. Yeah. We're like, we saw this thing. We're like, oh, this is incredible. Like yeah. we're being recognized on this scale. And then you go and you're like, it's not what people think or it's like mm-hmm. not what it's cracked up to be. So it was kind yeah. of like, it was actually, a, it was an interesting moment, but it was a really beautiful moment. Cause then it just made you realize that sometimes when these things happen, even to yourself or others, it's not really that, that's not what matters. You know, yeah. that part, that piece of what we do isn't what's important. It's like, like when we're at events or at retreats mm-hmm. or at live shows or, or whatever. I completely agree. Yeah. That's just making me think of that. Like that, that did feel like a shift in that you yeah, kind of have a, you kind of have like a don't give a fuck after that. You're like, Oh, all of this is kind of, yes. Mm-hmm. Like a facade. Yes. A yes. little bit. It yeah. is. I'm actually going to say it definitely is. Mm-hmm. And so it kind of gave us a little like, okay, like we're, we're totally, I think, in my opinion, we're doing it different Mm -hmm. and we're unafraid to do things different. Mm -hmm. So, you know, the accolades on the award show, the charts, yes, it's always nice and like a a brag worthy moment, but it's not everything. Mm -hmm. You know, I'd rather talk about, you know, the conversation we had with someone whose life was changed because they listened Mm -hmm. to an episode or something Mm -hmm. like that. Mm -hmm. But um, I was going to say more recent, Mm. it was again, like they're always changing these expanding moments, but we did our first live show in San Francisco and we just walked out there and it was a sold out room of almost 400 people. Oh my gosh. That is, (laughs) it was the wildest thing. It was crazy. I walked out there. I was like, what the hell? And all these people like know who you are. They like were so cheer- cool. They were like screaming. Oh it was crazy. So they were cheering. I was like, I was like, unreal. oh, they're gonna boo. <laughs> you know what I mean? I was like, oh, they're not. I just think I just didn't know they were gonna cheer so long. Like it was yeah, so weird. I'm so like, cool. are you guys gonna stop cheering? Like it was so weird. I'm like, please don't stop. I need this. <laughs> like, I need this cheering. Yeah, it, it was, was crazy. So beautiful. And then and then once that settled. We were hanging out with our friends, yeah. 400 of our friends. Yeah. You yeah. know, it never felt like, okay, now now we have to perform. It was like, what's up? 
Yeah, we could be ourselves. You know, so nice. Yeah, Yeah, and then uh, as another thing, after the retreat, so we had our first retreat, which was really beautiful at Calamigos Mm -hmm. in uh, Malibu um, for a week. And it was amazing with the girls, but our team, like Tiffany led it, Chloe was there. We had our videographer, photographer. Mm -hmm. Like our whole crew was like perfectly in sync. They allowed us to be at the retreat. And that was a moment where I'm like, oh, I think this is, we've made it because we're we're actually surrounded by people that believe in the vision, Mm -hmm. that trust us and respect us, but believe in the vision more than us almost. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh, this is like, that was like a moment where I'm like, oh, that's possible to like have a team that you trust and love. Yeah. You know? How many employees do you guys have now? We have four part-time employees, Mm -hmm. right? Yeah. I mean, it feels like we're all, you know, Mm -hmm. in it all the time, but we love that everyone on our team also has other passions Mm -hmm. and uh, private businesses, uh, like personal businesses that they work on, which is so inspiring and they can do it all, you know, Mm -hmm. and inspires us to do it all. But we have... Yeah, we have all hands on deck right now, just doing a lot of things. Yeah. It's a Aww. machine, but yeah, that's awesome. Your your office space that we're recording in right now is giving us major inspiration <laughs> yeah. for our office wow. space next year. Uh, yeah, it's incredible. <laughs> it's yeah. incredible. It's insane. It's great. Yeah. Period. Yeah. It's been yeah. Cool. <laughs> Period, honey. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I know, like, I'm I the same to, as like, you. Do a lot of work 100%. Now, so. That's what you no, got to do. I never it's like great. appreciate moments. Like I'm always like, I okay, know. what's next? It's because like, okay. she's an Enneagram three. Oh, I'm not. I'm yeah. not I haven't taken that. the test yet. Do you guys know about that? Yes. I've heard of it, but I don't know. We want to get our team to do it. Yeah, I want to like take it because it'll just confirm. What? Yeah. What do you, are it's you? It's like reading same? a text. Like, no, I'm a four. Okay. And what are they like? Like artsy, the individualist. It's like very like very. Yeah. You would read it and go, oh yeah, and You're then like, it tells you like your interaction, like- <laughs> and so like our interaction, it was like uh, spot on. It really? Was, like, in conflict? What do you guys do? It was really funny. No way. It was, like the four like tries what to pull emotion out, and the three is kind of like doesn't want to deal with it. Really? I haven't read it yet. <laughs> I really think I was a five when I took it. Five, yeah, you're wing, not a five. six, something you like lying? that. I mean, no, <laughs> probably the time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you should answer you like three. He's like the achieiver. It's a, anyways, it's like, you guys got to take it. be like, Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Super. Yeah. You should have like an expert that like is into that on your podcast. You're, you're yeah. totally yeah. right. Yeah. yeah. You're totally right. Maybe Cole can go on. <laughs> She's, she knows about two. <laughs> but it's diagnose everyone. Yeah. <laughs> With you like not doing the moment, I feel like I'm so like that too. And it's yeah. just been like my goal to be more. Because this is like, and you know, you have people around you that remind you that this is insane. Like this yeah. office mm-hmm. is so beautiful. Like you 10 years ago would be like, are you kidding me? Yeah, right? Like, look at you, you know what I mean? Like would yeah. be like, are you kidding me? That's my absolute yeah. dream. Yeah. And so many people are living lives and you know, I'm speaking to the people that are living lives that they're proud of and happy in, which, you know, I'm hopeful that you are, mm-hmm. that there is just like, I think people are further along than they think. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. and they, you know, there's always that next thing, but it's like, what? Yeah, you That's, have to like stop and like enjoy the moment. Mm-hmm. Like I haven't really like done that with this. I know. Like this was always my goal to have this, and like now I have it. I'm like, okay, what's next? I know. Mm-hmm. There will. And then you're gonna be like, what's thing. next? Yeah. 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 There's always an. It's human nature. We're mm-hmm. humans. Yeah. yeah. Um. Did you ask the unfollow me? No. Oh. Ooh. Good on the one. flip <laughs> side. Oh God. <laughs> what's your like unfollow me moment? Like something you would do over? Maybe you regret. Oh, something. A learning. Regret. A key learning. Oh well, we have one. I just, I just need. We definitely have. We definitely have one. 
Every moment's probably don't follow me. <laughs> oh, I had one um, where my mom, my parents are divorced, and my mom is get got remarried. Mm-hmm. And I told this story about meeting my new dad on the podcast episode. And I was like very, very open about it and told all these stories and whatever. And then in the group, our secret Facebook group, all the girls were talking about it. They were like, dying, laughing, saying all this stuff. And I didn't know my mom was in the group. Oh, no. So my mom listened to the episode and we like didn't talk for like months. I felt so bad. Mm -hmm. That's rough. Rough. So it was one of those things where, you know, I learned, Mm -hmm. you know, it was just, it was just, (laughs) we both had to learn. To be like vulnerable and authentic and real. And it's so funny. It's so funny. I did, it was hilarious. <laughs> Repeat that. Honestly. Yeah. So, so then I talked about him at yeah. the live show because I knew she wasn't there and it wasn't <laughs> But that was the moment where I just was like, damn, like we're on a, we're on a, a level where like my mom doesn't want to talk. You know, I was just like, yeah. oh, this is like a life that I have to navigate. My ability to be vulnerable and honest and, and be respectful of people yeah. and process in public, but not be mean. I'm like, I don't it's know. It's a hard balance. It's a hard yeah. balance to be honest. Totally. Yeah. And I guess just like all of the photo shoots that we did in the beginning. <laughs> yeah, honestly. The overalls and the bottom. Yeah, honestly. <laughs> just one of those things. I think we were trying too hard. Way. And we were just thinking, um, I don't know. I know. It, but it's fine. I mean, but the only thing is it's, they're still Googleable. We're working yes. on that. It's really bad. That's it's like on our really to-dos is like to reach out to Google and because people will be like, wow, like this, and they'll post a picture from honestly. And we're like, oh my God. Like, it's yeah. crazy. No, 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 no. Yes, it's but crazy. Has social media played like a huge part in like the boost of the podcast? And obviously you guys have like a big following now. Mm-hmm. Who does like your social now? Your Instagram? Chloe. You guys? Chloe. Okay. Chloe, Chloe Leonard. Yeah. So she's engaging with all your fans, answering mm-hmm. questions. We Pop on there, yeah. But. I'll get on every day and and read DMs, but and respond to some. But she's in there too. So yeah, uh, yeah social media has been a huge part of our growth. I think that's been another thing is we knew from the beginning how important that would be. And there are people that follow us on Instagram but don't listen to the podcast that come to events. Don't li- yeah, it's like yeah. So having those different channels for reaching people is so important, and you really get a feel of the brand from that. So Chloe's done an amazing job of like giving our brand a brand voice online that matches the one that we have on the podcast. So, and the consistency with that, like she Mm -hmm. posts consist, she's been posting consistently for two years Wow, and hasn't stopped. She does a great job with stories. She always tries and mix it up and elevate it and find out creative ways to like engage with people and our brands too. So it's been huge. And I would, you know, recommend that people really think about that, yeah. you know, if they mm-hmm. are looking to do, but, but I would say too, is like what we did at the beginning that was wrong is there was probably more pictures of us and kind of, I did it for a while and probably not well as I would do more pictures of us. And I kind of made it more in line to like what I was doing previously in my blog space. Yeah. So it's like, Oh, there'll be pictures of us. And then I'll write like mm-hmm. a you know, like summer Fridays or something stupid. And then when Chloe took it, she really made it more a brand voice than us as a voice. Mm -hmm. So there's memes, there's like taggable pictures. There's, it's not really about almost 30 Mm -hmm. 
the podcast, it's more about the brand. So when I see people with podcasts do it, it really has to be more about the podcast voice than like the specific person if they want to build it into a brand. Yeah, yeah. that makes sense. Yeah. And you have a Facebook group. How many mm-hmm. members do you have in that? We have 13,000 women oh, in wow. there. Yeah. So they're all over the world. And we started that just so we could have, you know, deep conversations yeah. in one place. And it's really become kind of a micro of the macro and, yeah. and we're able to mm-hmm. easily engage with our community. We're in there every single day wow. and they're always in there asking questions, sharing highs and lows and advice and they want recommendations for this and yeah. I'm going through this and then 30 other people will be like, me too. Oh my gosh, this is what happened and I'm happy to support you. That's so, cool. so it's just so, so beautiful. I think it's the most positive place I've seen on the internet mm-hmm. in quite some time and it's just really it gives me hope you know it definitely gives me hope and it gives the members hope as well and it's just it's fun and funny it's 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 light and um it's been a great way for us to just be with them Mm -hmm. you know sometimes it's hard when things get really big we're traveling and we're just spread spread thin in a really good way yeah we always want to be able to connect with them because I think that's why that's one of the reasons why they love almost 30 is that we're there you know and we're learning right along with them so if they can hear from us on a consistent basis and connect with us I think that's really important because we we get just as much from connecting with them so yeah Mm -hmm. yeah important sucks so as like I now wish I'm like I don't I I would recommend Facebook groups to people but also like I realize now that Facebook owns all of our data Mm -hmm. so it's like in the future, finding a platform for our community to connect that isn't Facebook-owned. Because a lot of the girls Mm -hmm. in the community are like, I actually only have Facebook for this group, or I don't have Facebook, what could I do? So I don't, a lot of groups, female empowerment groups or Mm -hmm. groups for females do Slack channels. So that's another option too, but that can be a little crazy with so many people. So, you know, in the future, I want to think about doing a platform outside of Facebook just because mm-hmm. yeah. I want to have ownership of all the conversations and communications with all the girls in our group. Yeah. yeah. What is next for you guys? Like product, more touring? What do you have in your brains? You know, all of it. Nothing in the brain. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nothing, nothing in everything. Yeah. Yeah. We get that question a lot and we definitely have goals and plans and ideas brewing always. I think in the immediate future, I mean, we're continuing our tour for the Mm -hmm. rest of the year. Mm -hmm. We're on a world tour. So be everywhere from Chicago to New York, to DC, to Australia, to Miami and, and beyond. So Mm -hmm. that's really fun. Um, we just did our first retreat and we're planning our next retreats, which are really, really Mm -hmm. special and intimate and, uh, something that we now know that we love to do. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the would be product, working on, yeah. on on product, and yeah, it's one of those things where this this whole thing is so much bigger than we could ever imagine, and yeah. has become something that we could have never wrapped our brains around. So we try not to do that too much, where we're like, okay, so it's going to be this, because usually things happen, opportunities come up, we meet people, we get ideas and inspiration, and it becomes something so much better. Yeah. So yeah. we really leave space for it to to really evolve on its own thinking of almost 30 as like that entity. We're like, Hey girl, what do you want to do today? You know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Something mm-hmm. like that. Wow. I love yeah. That. Yeah. That's a cool way to put it. Yeah. Um, okay. Now we're going into rapid fire fan questions. Got it. Are these from Instagram? Yeah. Today? We pulled our Instagram oh, today. Cool. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so <Can't wait. laughs> best tips for creating balance in your life. 
Um, yeah, so we did a whole event on this at YouTube, how balance is bullshit. I don't know if you guys cuss. Oh. Yeah, just yeah, balance is BS. Um, because it's different for everyone. And I mm-hmm. think when people compare their balance to other people, you can really get in trouble mm-hmm. because my life and, and the way that I've structured and, and the way that I manage my time isn't sustainable for a lot of people mm-hmm. and vice versa. I mean, have, I might not have a sustainable lifestyle for, for mm-hmm. others. So, yeah. um, I think the way that I do add more balance into my life is by being really deliberate with my time, being intentional with my time. And I don't really watch TV. If I do, you it's don't? like intentionally. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. I do with my boyfriend if he'll like make me, but I don't really like to. <laughs> just because it doesn't interest me. Like I yeah. don't have the, I have, I just, it bores me. Yeah. So just finding things and opportunities in my life where I can find more time and just be yeah. really intentional with it. But I think that you have to figure out what your balance is. Yeah. When do you feel out of balance? Mm-hmm. What is that like? Is it in your control? Is it work related? And then if people really thought about what they were doing with their time by writing out in a journal how they spent, you know, 15 minutes of their day every day, I think they would find a lot of opportunities to create more balance. Mm-hmm. Maybe you're on Instagram for four hours a day. Like if you look at your screen time, mm-hmm. you can probably find a lot of opportunity there to create more balance if balance means to you more alone time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that's a really good point. Like that time spent on things that might be just draining you mm-hmm. subconsciously, you don't even know what's happening. And then just freeing that up. And I think that that white space is, is interesting. And that white space you might fill with just something that is working towards mm-hmm. like something in your business life, you know, being a little bit more creative, like that could feel like balance. Like when we're in flow working, that feels really balanced. That feels mm-hmm. really good. You know, that I think anything that feels nourishing, you can consider balancing to the things that maybe are, will inevitably stress you out. So yeah. Yeah. Again. And I, I think a lot of times too, people don't take a second when they do feel balanced to recognize that they feel balanced. So the universe never knows when you feel balanced yourself. You never know when you feel balanced. So if there are periods in time where you had a weekend, you did really nourishing things, you spent time with loved ones, you ate well, you slept well, you did these things. It's like, Oh, like this is what balance feels like to me. Maybe you worked a little bit on Sunday. Maybe Maybe you worked a little bit on Saturday morning, but whatever that is, you have to recognize when it does come that it, it's there for you so that it can be a model and a representation of what kind of balance you want to recreate in the future. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a good way to put it. Cause I feel like everyone thinks balance is like, stop working or, but like for yes. me, work is like mm-hmm. what I enjoy and exactly. I love mm-hmm. and it probably does balance me it, And like people exactly. would be like, yeah. not be able to do what you do. Yeah. People would be like, oh, that's an imbalanced. Yeah. Cause you work so much, you work all day, you probably work and you get home. Like yeah. other people are like, that's no, no, that I could never do that. Right. So if someone else was going to look and compare their life to you, they'd be like, that, you know, it just wouldn't work. The same structure doesn't work. So people really need to like turn inward with, with something like that and and figure out what balance looks like for them. Mm -hmm. I love that. (laughs) Our poor listeners. Always. I'm always like, yeah, you got to really turn in for that one. (laughs) They're like, like, you want your answer. I'm like, turn in. (laughs) What is your personal mantra? I don't even know what a mantra is really. Oh, you don't. Mm -hmm. I love them. Like a mission. The spiritual ones always come through. Yeah. Um, I have one that I've used for, I guess, like the last year now, whenever I just get, I have a tendency to go outside of myself for answers or just mm-hmm. kind of second guess. And so just the mantra of, I know mm-hmm. it is That's that, it one. is that like 
turning inward. It's just like, I have the answer. I know. And also like my body knows, like just feeling into, and we all have that, especially as women, Mm -hmm. you know, if, if you're presented, you know, an opportunity or between this choice and this choice, if you really felt into it for a moment and took a breath, it's like, you do know, and Mm -hmm. and there is a feeling with it. And you we're just kind of conditioned to doubt it and be like, well, maybe Mm -hmm. let's get a second opinion. You know, the guy across the room is like, are you sure? And you're like, Mm -hmm. "Uh, I was a second ago. Or we always ask like all of our friends. Exactly. You know, like 800 of our friends. I don't really do that anymore, but I used Mm -hmm. to always, you know, ask like 400 of my friends. Um, My mantra is, I just, I don't know if it's a mantra, but it's a saying that I love. It's wherever you go, there you are. Mm -hmm. And I think when I started really meditating when I was like 20, it really just made sense for me that like I could change all of my environments and situations and people around me, my apartment, I could change my job, I could change everything essentially, but no matter what, I would still be there. And so when my anxiety and depression was just so bad, I was like, oh, no matter where I am, this is what's happening. And this is like what's clouding everything. So as I've really focused on making myself a better person, making myself more present with and happy with who I am, everything's been easier. Mm -hmm. And even if I'm in a shitty situation, if I'm at like I get a flat tire and I'm waiting on the side of the road. I'm still with myself and I can enjoy that time because I know who I am. Hmm. Wow. You guys. You guys are good. Thanks. We're getting the juju going in here. Yeah. <laughs> we're going to have a party for you. Yeah. <laughs> New office. Um, what would you tell your 20-year-old self? Oh, uh, you don't have to try so hard. Mm. I was trying so hard. Oh, me too. Oh my trying gosh. so hard what, with... What were you doing? I don't know. Just like all the things mostly. Mm-hmm. It's like with... For me, it was like the way... What was I looking like? Mm-hmm. Who was I trying to impress? Like yeah. guys, you know? I think, yeah, focus on guys mm-hmm. a lot was a thing I did. And then, yeah, just what I looked like all the time. Yeah. Which now I like literally. I know. I'm a sack of potatoes, so it's fine. <laughs> You're gorgeous. You're gorgeous. Seriously. That is a good one, though. What about you, Cole? What about you in your 20s? I mean, don't try so hard is a good one. I think for me, it would be like go to art school. Oh, cool. I wish I had done that instead of getting a traditional like bachelor's in communications and fine art. I don't know. I just like wow. didn't. Wow. Yeah. So I wish I would have gone to art school. And I was like so nervous. Like, you know, you always hear starving artists. So I was always like, oh, what can you do with that? But now I would literally like if I had kids, I'd tell them, no, like, yeah, whatever you're passionate about, pursue it all the way. Wow. That. Mm -hmm. Wow. Um, I would say I've said this before, but I would say stop drinking. Do yeah. you drink? Well, Stop we're drinking. having warm white wine right I'm, now. I'm, but. I'm having some sips. <laughs> but I never liked drinking. Even in high school, even in college, I never liked mm-hmm. it. I would always be like, oh, God, I have to drink. And then I would just be like, I didn't like drinking so much, I would just get drunk. And mm-hmm. yeah, I just was kind of like doing like trying to not be be there, mm-hmm. you know, and just kind of speeding up time. So I'd be like, get drunk. You don't really know what happens. And the next yeah. morning you wake up and you're like, okay, that's over. And I just would say to not drink. I would have gotten more done. I would have felt better about mm-hmm. myself, better about my body, better about my relationships. And it would have forced me to learn to be more comfortable in mm-hmm. situations when I wasn't, you know, because I think a lot of times you're just uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. If you could have any guest on Almost 30, who would it be? My newest one is Rick Rubin. Mm-hmm. Have you guys seen Shangri-La? 
Shangri-La so, on Showtime. He's a music producer. He he's, produced he's, Adele, everyone. Uh, Kanye West, okay. BC Boys. Everyone. Everyone. Wow. Forever and ever. And he's just, he's not of this planet. And it's it's really, I don't know. I was mem- mesmerized with this whole, se- with the series and mm-hmm. just by him. And he doesn't drink. He doesn't do drugs. He he's like tripping on music and is helps people to channel like their most authentic and pure music talent. And it's yeah. the coolest thing. So I'd love to talk mm-hmm. to you to Google him. Yeah. yeah. Don't yeah he's him. amazing. Um, Marianne Williamson. I don't know sure. who that is either. Right now, <laughs> she's running for president. Sorry, 2020. Oh, well, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what? She's like um, a spiritual activist and healer. Oh. Okay. She's dope. If you look she's her awesome. up, she's amazing. She's okay. really like a powerful. We've had her her voice coach on the podcast. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Russell Brand, mm-hmm. too. Oh, yeah. He's, he's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. He's just Lady fascinating. Gaga. Mm-hmm. Lady Gaga would be cool. Mm-hmm. Issa Rae mm-hmm. is Issa. amazing. She's so mm-hmm. Jamila. Yeah. yeah. Jamil. We'll um, get her on yeah. before the end of the year. How do you get people on? You just email them? Yeah. It depends. Yeah. We, y'all will, we'll reach out. We've been lucky enough to have people reach out to us. Um, and we have our management that sometimes has some yeah. connections that, mm-hmm. that we wouldn't Who's think Who's your of. management company? ICM. Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We, um, Haley used to work there. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Our team. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yes, she is. Yes. Yeah. I love Haley. Yeah. She's the best. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, we try to get creative with it, too. Mm-hmm. Just, you know, it's it's not always easy because their schedules are all over the place. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's just worked out. Like, we just booked Nikki Glazer for our live show in New wow. York. That's mm-hmm. cool. Yeah, she's cool. Mm-hmm. And it'll be fun. And yeah. Yeah. yeah, you guys are killing it. Thank you. Um, what's next? Anything coming up that we should know about? Yes. So September, um, we're launching your podcast pro. So since we've started a podcast, so many people have wanted to start, grow, monetize, or market their podcast. Mm-hmm. So we're we created a digital program to help cool. them do that. Natalie, download we'll be that. enrolling. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 We will be listening to that. We're doing a live cool. workshop with it in January, and then we have those courses coming out. So it'll just be nice to support people because I feel like we love the podcast space so much. Like yeah. it's just been such a mm-hmm. gift to us. So to help people give them the blueprint of what we've done is just a no brainer. And it's three separate courses. So it's coming out September 30th. You can, there's our first course is idea to launch. Mm. Second is branding and marketing. And then third is how to monetize. So, you know, no no matter where you are in your process, whether you already have Mm -hmm. a podcast and you want to start to make money or you just have an idea and Mm -hmm. you'd like to just get it out there, we can help. So Mm -hmm. we're really excited. It's been really fulfilling to see people just realize their dreams in this space and help them and support them because we, you know, made a few mistakes and are able to kind of navigate a little bit more smoothly now and help them skip those. That's really cool. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I love that. Where can people follow you? Almost 30 podcasts on Instagram, almost 30 podcasts on iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud, Stitcher, wherever they listen to podcasts. And then almost30podcast.com, yourpodcastpro.com, Y-O-U-R. And then I'm 100 blog on Instagram. And I'm at Lindsay Simsick, S I M C I K. Aw. Thanks, guys. Yes. That was so awesome. It was a blast. <laughs> Bye. Bye. <laughs>